Welcome to the Business Podcast Canada, a Canadian podcast for business professionals around the world, with Victor Miyagi, Robin Alisat, and a special guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Podcast Canada. We're changing it up a bit. However, I am still Robin Alisat, and of course, we have Victor Miyagi. Victor, I so appreciate having the chance to finally ask you, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm so good and so happy that you are driving this episode today, Robin. How are you feeling? Uh, nervous. I'm very yeah. glad that this is this can be edited. And for the most part, people can't seem <laughs> nervous. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we, we are so happy to be joined by Margo Morganti, Marketing Manager at Kudos. Margo, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Really happy to be here. Oh, that's awesome. Because um, the Business Podcast Canada was developed to talk about anything business related. And today we're going into unknown territories for both Victor and myself. Um, but such an important topic to try to cover being a working mom. Uh, Margo, we appreciate you being our subject matter expert here and sharing more about what it's like being a mom who is working, coining the phrase, the working mom. And I do love my air quotes for those who know me. Um, we will touch on that later, but before we start, hello to the family. Would you like to share a little bit more about your dynamics? I would love to. So I live with my husband, Steve, and together we have two little ones. We have John, who's almost six, and Lila, who is three. So the four of us make up the Morganti family in Hamilton, Ontario. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. All right, Victor, shall we get into it? Yes, absolutely. So that's so thank you for sharing uh, your family dynamic with us. You have two little ones there. So as Robin mentioned, neither of us is a parent and we also have no kids planned for the foreseeable future, at least. So first question for you is, uh, what's it like being a working mom? Yeah, I, that is a pretty loaded question and and a tricky one to answer, I think, because one, it means something different to everyone. But I think a good way to answer that is, is kind of thinking of the good days as a working mom and thinking of the bad days. So to me, a good day as a working mom is feeling like, you know, my career's on track. I'm using my skills. I'm fulfilling my dreams and my aspirations. And um, a, a good day can also mean that school is open and daycare is open <laughs> and the kids are out of our hair. Um, uh, and, and I think it means setting a great example for my kids on, on showing them that they can have it all, they can have a family and they can have a career. Uh, but that being said, um, being a working mom on a bad day can look... Um, uh, like a lot of guilt and and kind of feeling like you're coming up short in all areas of life. So you might be distracted at work, feeling like a bad employee, distracted at home, feeling like a bad parent, feeling like a bad friend, like a bad daughter, and, and just kind of feeling like there's not enough of you to go around. Um, and, and it can also mean awkward situations and having hard conversations with your boss and or with your kids, right? So telling your boss you can't make it to a meeting or telling your kids you can't make it to a game. Um, so I think it, it changes by the day and, and it's a wild ride. Um, so that's kind of how, how I'm experiencing it these days. Uh, but mm -hmm. everyone, everyone's different, right? Everyone's experience is different. 
Of course, of course. Yeah, that sounds so interesting. So also, you know, as a non-parent and again, no kids in the foreseeable future, I'm curious, <laughs> at what point did you and Steve go, you know how we can elevate our adultness, have kids? <laughs> so at what point, how did that happen? How did you decide, okay, now is the moment? Yeah, that's such a funny question because I think there can be some stigma, especially in the working world, to have... um family goals and life goals. So, you know, I know we're talking in the context of family, but people have goals um, to travel to different mm -hmm. places or to, um, you know, finish marathons or or take on a new hobby. And, and so for yeah. me, having a family was always a goal of mine. So, um, you know, we, we had to talk and figure out how we were going to do that. And, and, it was an interesting experience for me because I was kind of at a crossroads where I had to decide, am I going to make kind of a big move in my career now and then try and have kids later? Or should we try and have kids now and then hopefully later I can push um, and, and grow my career? So I chose the latter. Um, and that wasn't without challenges and and you know I did in many ways pay for it later um mm -hmm. and, we, and we can get into that a little bit later or or I can kind of jump into that now um but you know what's interesting is that when for many times it's the mother who takes time off work with kids um the the partner and in my case my husband was growing his career right so he was getting promotions he was getting raises um, so by the time we were kind of done having kids and both back to work, he was much more advanced in his career. So he had very important meetings. He was bringing in more income. And so that makes it challenging when you have to pick up a kid unexpectedly or, or a kid is homesick. And it's, it, it begs the question kind of who is the default parent in the relationship? Mm. Well, if he's generating, you know, majority of our income, then then it kind of falls on mom to pick up that slack. And in turn, she may be underperforming at work. So it kind of perpetuates. Um, and so you really have to be intentional and 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 have a, a good partner to have those tough conversations and say, you know, I know you have an important meeting today. But I have to show up too if I'm going to 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 get to where I want to be too in my career, and and that can be very challenging as a as a partnership, right? As mm -hmm. a marriage or mm -hmm. or whatever your situation is to have, um, and that's something that I personally experience all the time. Yeah. Wow. No, that does sound challenging. So, how did you prepare for this? next step in in life so uh, robin and i give you and uh, and steve tremendous props and all the high fives slow claps and all the flowers in the world for for being parents but you know adulting is is hard enough so i think our next question here is growing up did you know that you wanted to have a family is this something that you have always kind of said yeah that's one of my goals or when did that come up adulting i love that <laughs> 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 it's so hard, isn't it? So hard. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I I mean, we we I think we both knew we wanted to have a family and and mm. it's something we talked about early on. So preparing for that though is very interesting. And um, you know, yeah. there's a there's so much preparation for baby, 
right? I'm sure you've yeah. both been to baby showers and, and, you know, people set up the nursery and they get all the equipment and they, they, and, and I think what people forget is the day that baby arrives to the world, you also become a, a parent, right? You make a transition too. And you, there's a big change to who you are. And, um, I remember my friend sent me an amazing New York Times article called The Birth of a Mother. And it was so powerful. And, and it, it talks about how we we put a lot of effort into preparing for the child, but um that shift in your identity um and and you know going to the working mom topic, you know, you go from getting value uh, or or you know, providing value to the world through your work to being at home in many cases with baby. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your job is to keep that tiny human alive and that's it in it literally overnight in, in many cases. And it's um, so, so, you know, if I could give anyone advice who's expecting right now is prepare for baby, but also prepare for your big transition because it it's um it's a big one and and your identity will change and that's okay but you you need to understand that and I, I think a, a example of that was one morning um my husband was going to work because that's the other thing that your partner will often kind of continue with life right after mm -hmm. a week off mm -hmm they're back to work. They're back to the same routine. So he, one morning, um, was getting ready for work. And he said to me, Oh my gosh, my shirt, it, my shirt doesn't match my socks. I got to go change. And I looked at him and I said, I've been wearing the same pajamas for three days. <laughs> I don't care about your socks. <laughs> like I don't, you have no idea. And, and, that kind of um, uh, shift that you're experiencing while kind of everything in the world seemingly remains the same is a big, a big challenge. At least it was for me in my experience. Of course, of course. So, you, you know, as, again, as we said, so having children is expensive. However, I hear that if you want to wait for the right moment and using Robin's quotes <laughs> here, the right moment, uh, you'll wait until you'll wait until, you know, there's no more time. So do you think there is ever a, a right time to start a family? So like when you have a like a certain amount of, uh, of money saved up or after you buy a house, when you reach a certain salary threshold or when when can you say okay now is the right time yeah i mean that there's no there's no good time and there's no bad time i mm. think is what i would say and and um yeah i don't i you you can't prepare for what happens when you bring a baby into your home <laughs> so mm -hmm. i think financially um it, living in Canada, we're in an interesting situation where, you know, we have fairly generous benefits if you are f going from working full time to to being at home. Um, they're working on childcare costs. But, you know, speaking candidly, when my when we had my son and my daughter in daycare, uh, you know, at least half of my income was going towards childcare. And, and I think that goes back to what I was saying before about the sacrifice that 
um, you know, I made in, in holding back my career. And so while financially, maybe it would have made more sense at that time for me to stay home, I knew I had bigger career aspirations. So we kind of had to, it, it was almost like investing in, mm-hmm. in my career future by, by having them in care. But um, yeah, I mean, there's no denying that having kids is wildly expensive. Um, but I think it's also a beautiful experience. And that's something I mm-hmm. think that isn't always talked about in the context of working mom is that, um, you know, the, my kids are the light of my life. And I will, you know, joke about how they're such a pain and such an inconvenience, but ultimately, like, they're everything to me. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, saying there's a right time or a wrong time isn't, it is hard. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's so funny, Marco, because you really, you really nailed it for me. Again, I identify as a female, but I have no interest, never had a desire to grow my family other than with animals. Um, (laughs) But I think it's really sad when, you know, you really nailed it for me. It's like, I really feel when I was growing up, you know, starting my career, the people that did have children, like the women paid for it. Whether it is like putting your um, working career on hiatus or whether it is kind of eating that cost. So I'm curious, like for for your dynamic, like you were saying that it was probably maybe in the best interest that you did stay home and, you know, kind of put a really good pause on your career. Um, But I'm curious, like, how did you and Steve get to that um, place where you're like, you know what? To your point, like we both need to grow, we both need to elevate in our careers. So, like, was that a difficult conversation to have? Because again, for me growing up, most people that I knew that got pregnant, they didn't come back because childcare was so expensive. Like it really didn't make sense for most people, and maybe different in Ontario to Alberta, where like most women, like their entire paycheck went to childcare. Yeah, I think um Another interesting thing about having kids is you kind of get this built-in like barometer or litmus test for all of your decisions because you can kind of always bring it back to what would I tell them in 30 years when they're in this situation, right? What would I tell my daughter if she was ambitious and passionate like I am and she phoned me and said, should I go back to work? I really want to, but it doesn't make sense financially. What would I tell her? It would be a no brainer, right? It would be, you get one life. If you're passionate about your career, if you've studied to, to be where you are and, and, you know, you've worked hard to be there, then do it. You have to do it. You, there's no choice. So whenever I'm in, whenever I'm considering something like that and wondering, you know, is this the most logical decision? I I always go back to what would I tell them? And it it often makes it really easy. And and my husband knew what he was getting into. I always tell him, you can stay home if you want. And that, and that ends the conversation pretty quickly. (laughs) And how funny that, that usually is the case. And it's like, oh, okay. Weird, weird how that has changed. Okay. Good to know. know. Um, I'm also curious too, like, you know, again, stories you know working with people that have gone on maternity leave like you know how interesting is it for you not only to have that personal dynamic change um you know in so many ways but like you know when you do get 
um, you know, like the, the temporary replacement for your mat leave. Like, how was it like transitioning from work in that state of mind where not only you're, you really are putting everything on hold, but then you're also trusting somebody who may or may not be wishing that you don't come back on maternity leave and with your coworkers, because depending, some organizations don't find a replacement for that position and it kind of just gets um, shared between the team. Like, how was that for you kind of transitioning out, either training a new temporary person or if it had to be kind of shared within your team? Yeah, it's a bizarre experience and it's really hard to let go if especially if you have systems or spreadsheets and and you've you've put in the work to kind of organize your tasks and organize your function and you're kind of you know handing it to someone and hoping for the best it's it's very challenging and and when I was pregnant with my son, my first pregnancy, I read, I think I peed on a stick and then went and bought uh, Cheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, because I was, you know, I'm a nerd like that. And I thought I'm not, I'm going to have it all. And, you know, but she does, um, you know, she's amazing to me. She's, she's, you know, a big um, inspiration to me. And she talks in her book about how, you know, you're not gone until you're gone. So say yes to projects, say yes to meetings until your very last day of work um, and, and make people say no to you um, for being pregnant because they won't. <laughs> Which, <laughs> um, so, so, but yeah, letting go is incredibly challenging and also letting go of that, um, the fulfillment that you get, right, from doing a good job. I know personally, mm. like I love knocking it out of the park at work and having my boss tell me great job like that, you know, is, is fulfillment to me. And, you know, your baby's not going to tell you great job keeping me alive today, mom, or, you know, great, great grocery shop today. You really see the twinkle in their eyes. You're like, yeah, (laughs) you, you really, you know, they don't smile back until about four months. So you're really kind of, if, if you thrive like like I do off of, you know, the gold stars, that's gone, right? Yeah. That's, that's gone. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, and then the other challenge is life goes on at work yeah. when you're off. And, and this is something that I think about a lot in Canada. We're so lucky now. Now, I think when I was on my maternity leaves, they were 12 month leaves. Now it's 18 months that that Canadian women can take. And it's fantastic. But as far as career growth, it, it's that's a really long time. And, and to tell a story of, of something that happened to me was my second maternity leave, a new, a new leader, a new boss for my team joined while oh, I was off. Oh gosh. And I had really, you know, worked hard for years before going off, but she didn't know who I you know, she didn't know me. She didn't know what I could do. And mm-hmm. and two months into me returning, um, I was passed up for a promotion. And she, and I can't I can't really blame her because she didn't know me, right? right? She didn't she didn't know what I could do. She didn't know my background. I was brand new from Matley with two kids, and so that pressure of of not only coming back to work after being off and having all of your home responsibilities, but also having to prove yourself 
to new people Mm -hmm. when you've done that job for years is, is, you know, another load and another burden for, for working parents who've taken time off to carry. And again, maybe it's, it's something to consider when, um, when going off. And so I think advice to leaders and, and as a manager now myself is when you have someone on your team going off, make sure to ask them what, what kind of communication they would like while off right? Do you want to, do you want to come to one team meeting a month? Do you want to log in to our, our quarterly updates? Do you, you know, make sure that if they want to stay connected, that you're keeping that open for them? Um, because that's something that I didn't have. And, and I would have said yes to um, looking back. I don't blame you. I mean, again, it's like the pay, like you're paying for it. And it's really unfortunate that that happened to you. I mean, I'm seeing more stories on LinkedIn of like people going on maternity leave, coming back and everything is kind of business as usual. Maybe they do get a promotion or at least that opportunity, but it really is so unfortunate that, yeah, like, okay, to your point earlier, it's like, I also have like personal goals that I want to achieve. And why do I need to get hindered by that? Just because I'm not like, I'm not seen, I'm not in the office, you don't think about me every day. But I'm still here. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I have, a, I have an interesting question here. So we're hearing about working moms. So why do we not hear about working dads? Why do you think that is? Yeah, this is something that I I kind of bring up to my husband a lot and and I see his eyes roll cuz he's thinking <laughs> here here we go. And and I have thought about this one a lot and and you know what my my hypothesis I guess or what I've boiled it down to is um this concept of guilt and this concept of um, mental load. So what I mean by guilt is, um, the term working mom and not no term for working dad kind of implies that mothers are, are choosing to not stay home to work. They've, they've effectively chosen to throw their kids out in the wild to work. Um, and, and, because of that, you know, there, there's judgment. There's from from certain external folks, and and a, and and so subsequently guilt that mom will feel, um, and that I certainly feel um, sometimes when I when I speak to friends who don't work in our home and and experiencing things with their kids, and and I feel, you know, I question and I feel guilt. Um, and then mental load is is kind of uh, a, I don't know it's a term that I first heard a, a few years ago and and what it means is basically the the intangible responsibilities that often mothers will take when it comes to the kids and that's you know what size of clothing your child is wearing <laughs> and um, you know birthday gifts birthday cards when when's picture day when's the next haircut things that you really can't touch and feel but is is kind of always running in in mom's mind and so yeah the difference between a working mom and a working dad is is 
funny because like you said, a working dad doesn't exist according to mm -hmm. society. He's just mm -hmm. a dad. Um, yep. Yeah. It's a tricky one though. And, and really kind of eye-opening when you think about it. <laughs> it is. It is for sure. Now you were, you were talking about a, uh, a book that you read, you know, in preparation to being a mom. So how did you prepare to being a mom and working? So I feel like we're never really prepared to take that next step, but uh, everybody does it or every parent does it, of course. So is there anything or any tips that you would have for future parents or even current parents that you would like to know? Any any books or even I was uh, thinking about like any organization apps or software that you may use? Anything, any tips for new parents or existing parents? Yeah. Um, if you're expecting Read, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, beyond all the apps and the the life hacks and and which I can share a few. But um, for me, the main um, uh, or the, the 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 thing that's helped me the most is focusing on being present. So whether I'm at work or whether I'm with the kids is, is to be present in what I'm doing. So when I'm, you know, today, for example, I had an hour and a half with the kids before they had to go to bed. And uh, so I put away the phone. I'm not thinking about work. I'm focusing on them. And, and to some people, they may think you spend an hour with your kids a day, you know, what a disgrace or, you know, whatever, the judging, but yeah. the judging you know, but, it's an hour of, of focused time, right? They get me for mm -hmm. an hour to themselves. And the same thing goes for work. So when I'm working, you know, I might not be able to work late or I might not be able to put in extra hours on the weekend, but when I'm at work, I am at work and I'm mm -hmm. focused and I'm dialed in and I'm not thinking about my kids. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm focused on work and, and, really setting those boundaries mentally, like it could be physical, could be mental, but mental boundaries of being present, whether you're with your family or with your work has really helped me um, let go of some of that guilt and feel like, you know, I'm always showing up as my best self. Um, mm -hmm. And, and uh, yeah, I think finding people who get it too and and finding yeah. other working parents who are experiencing what you're experiencing mm -hmm. um makes a big difference because sometimes yeah. it can feel like you're the only one i remember my husband and i during covid felt like you know we were the only parents who were trying to both work full time with our kids at home um you know the teacher would <laughs> my son was on virtual school and the teacher would say okay now it's time to close our computers and go play outside and my husband and I would look at each other and say, I have a meeting. I have a meeting too. We can't, we can't go outside right now. And our kid would be getting his boots on. Oh, we're saying, oh my God. <laughs> so, so um, let's pretend we're going outside. Yeah. <laughs> you can look out the window. Let's open the window. Um, let's watch so a video about outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Call, get YouTube up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, so finding people who who you can relate to, and then, I mean, my my secret or or I guess mom hack is that some days I'll take a vacation day, in the middle of the week, I'll bring the kids to school and daycare, 
do the regular routine, but then I drive home and I have the whole day and that's okay. It's okay to take, to have a day at home to, you know, watch Netflix, do a little bit of laundry and just kind Mm -hmm. of chill out Mm -hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. So don't let anyone tell you that anything's wrong with that. Oh, absolutely. Um, And I think that's the sad part too, is like, for some reason, mom's can't have time to themselves you know to your point it's like it's an hour and a half of quality time but then like why can't you have that quality time for yourself as well so I appreciate that insight just be like it is okay just like it is okay that you don't have to work late or extra hours or work through lunch or whatever it's like we're all human like we need we need time to just It's me time mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. You know, Robin, and most of this conversation is about uh, a working mom, but, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about uh, how to look out for yourself as a mom, just to Robin's point here. So not waiting until the kids are grown or out of the house to do you. So what tips do you have for parents to be able to take a moment, take a few hours or even a whole day to themselves? Yeah, I think you just have to to take it, you know, going back to to what we were saying before about there being no good time to have kids. There's, there's no good time to take a break either or take some time, Mm. but you just have to do it. Um, And, you know, rest sometimes, sometimes taking a rest and, and doing nothing is actually the most productive thing you could do just as a human. Mm -hmm. That's not Mm -hmm. a working mom thing. That's, that's a, you know, as a hu- a human doing life thing yeah. is, is, you know, we're so obsessed with productivity and apps and lists and multitasking, you know, we, our watch is literally telling us how many steps we're taking in it. Like, it's okay to do nothing. Yeah. I promise yes. nothing, will yes. ha- nothing bad will happen. <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> now, I mean, this is impressive. So, of course, you are a manager, you are a mom, you are also working towards your MBA. So, uh, was this a tough decision to make? It's like, okay, I'm already this and that. Now, I'm also going to be a student. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not, right? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, we kind of talk about my MBA as our third child. So, we're losing the same amount of sleep. It's, it's costing us the same, um, um, you know, but, but jokes aside, you know, it, it, I, I hate to say this, but in a way that is also a product of, of the choice I made to have my kids early. And that is that I feel that having an MBA will help me get to where I want to be in my career because it's almost, you know, proof or, or, you know, something tangible that shows that I have the knowledge and the skills to do what I'm trying to do. Um, and, and again, going back to that built-in barometer, I, when I was considering it, you know, getting a master's was something I always wanted to do. And I pictured my daughter, you know, in 30 years asking me, mom, I've always wanted to go to business school. I've always wanted to get my master's. The timing couldn't be worse, but should I do it? And I would say, hell yeah. And, and you know what? I, I, um, something I, I tell my friends too, when they say, you know, are you insane? I say the time, the time will pass anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. the program I'm in is a three-year program. I'm already two years in. I only, I've less than a year left. The time just passed and it would have passed anyway 
And you know what, we we're doing it. And, and, you know, the, the weekends that I'm away at school, my husband is making amazing memories with the kids. I had a year off with each of the kids while he still worked. And, and now he's kind of having his chance to do that too. So um, sometimes I wonder, you know, why do I feel that I need an MBA to prove what I know I already know how to do? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm doing it. I'm learning a lot and, mm-hmm. and it's helping mm-hmm. me every day. So um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but again, if anyone out there is, is considering doing something like that, just do it. Honestly, yeah. just do it. It's, it's something uh, I've learned in parenthood is to not, and this is kind of a, a bizarre concept, but it's to not think in the medium term, but instead only think in the extremely short term and in the extremely long term. So what I mean by that is, you know, if you have a hard day, don't think, oh, this is going to be the next few months of my life. No, it's just today. It's just today. It's just one hard day. And is this going to matter in 20 years? Not at all. So if if you can kind of train your mind to, to think that way in parenthood, in work, um, it, it, it can kind of open you up to a bunch of opportunity, right? <laughs> Just go for yeah. it. If, are you able to do it today? Will you be happy you did it 20 years from now? Then go for it. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. It, it's a, it reminds me of a phrase I heard. It's something like nothing lasts forever. So if things are going well, enjoy them because it's not going to last forever. And if yeah. things aren't going well, don't worry. It's not going to last forever. So that's that's such great a, a great point here. Uh, going back to the workplace, do you ever get referred to as the 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 work mom at work? And if so, do you cringe at that? Yeah, that's a really funny one to me. I I don't, um, and and I think it kind of goes back to my um, kind of com- compartmentalization. Like I don't, um, you yeah. know, I I don't really think about my kids while I'm working. I'm kind of doing my thing and, and I'm, I'm flexing those muscles that, that aren't really related to, to motherhood. But what that does make me think of is this idea of women in leadership and, and kind of, um, you know, there's a lot of, of think pieces and literature out there talking about women who, um, when they get to a certain level, they, they almost feel that they have to behave like a man to be a leader. So kind of, you know, being cold and standoffish when really, I mean, that's a generalization, but, um, but when really, you know, the strength of women in leadership is actually our empathy and, and our understanding Mm. um, and, and kind of traits that, you know, are, I guess, traditionally more feminine. And so, um, you know, something I try to do as a leader is lean into those strengths of mine. So rather than trying to be something that I'm not or something that doesn't come naturally to me, um, I try to lean into what I know I can do well, and that's being in tune with my team's um, well-being and workload and and how they might be experiencing meetings that I'm in and and um, trying to to build on that and not, you know, trying to be, you know, a, what what you would imagine a traditional leader or or manager to be. And um, 
so far it's been working well, I would say. That's awesome. Cause it's so true, Marco. Like I've a hundred percent experienced that if you're in a different industry or if you're in a particular role, like you need to toughen up, like, mm-hmm. can you be like one of the boys? Can And it's like, what does that even look like? Does that look like inappropriate jokes? Does that mean short and sweet? Can't use that exclamation. No smiley face for you. Here we go. Like you can't read me kind of thing. Um, and I think this really ties into my next question for you. And you did touch on it. It's like, you know, did your team ever understand, you know, to your point around COVID, it's like, are you able, like, is Steve able to like get the kids if they're sick from school or, you know, a doctor's appointment or whatever, like, did your team or your leadership team ever understand that different dynamic that like, sure, work is a priority. And I appreciate the fact that like, when you're in work mode, you know, the kids for the most part, aren't like your top of mind, but like, for those instances that you do need to leave work early, or you can't make a meeting or stay late for whatever reason like did you ever get understanding from that absolutely i think i think the world around that has really changed i think people understand that we are humans with full lives and responsibilities and um there there's more understanding around that to a point though like i, I remember during covid it would it would um you know i would explain you know, both my kids are home, daycare is closed. My husband and I are both working. We're doing our best. And leaders would say, of course, you know, do what you can. But then in the same breath, you know, but we also need this by Friday and this. By- <laughs> so, so you kind of, you know, you're, it's not so much that, that, you know, anyway, I've experienced judgment in that space, but there is still, you know, the expectations. So I think the world is also shifting in that, in that respect too. But, um, you know, something I've noticed is when, when male colleagues of mine, and again, this is a generalization, um, if their kids are home, they'll, they'll have their kids on their laps, bouncing them, showing them off. I don't see a lot of moms doing that. And I don't know if that's because we, you know, I, I know for me, it's, it's, I, I want to make sure people know I'm working if my kids right. are home, Right. where yeah. um, I think, you know, when you see, uh, when I see anyway, a male colleague with their kid, you know, they're very proud and kind of, uh, I, I don't know what that is again, probably something to unpack, <laughs> but, but uh, it's, it's interesting to me. I, I remember once I was actually talking to, um, you know, a leader uh, at my company and my son was on my bed outside of the frame, white sheets and his nose started bleeding. Oh no. Oh no. I remember thinking. You just like see that happening. I saw it happening out the corner of my eye and I thought, so I said, you know what, would you excuse me just for a second? (laughs) Mute, video off shove some Kleenex up there sorry about that where were we you know like this it's just funny how you (laughs) you kind of make it work um and and yeah yeah, I I hope I do hope that that in the future that there will be more understanding around um that that aspect of work-life balance but um Mm -hmm. I think it's also on managers though to 
and and I guess this is another tip would be for managers to really get to know your company's benefits and your policies and and your resources so that when someone on your team does say my kid just tested positive for you know yeah. covid yeah. um and you can say well here are your options right we have this leave program you can take you don't have to use any of your vacation time you can use personal days mm-hmm. um to be home with your child or that sounds really stressful by the way, did you know that we have an EAP program where you can speak to a counselor for free? So kind of being that um, the resource for the resources for your team and make sure they know that your company does have support for them, um, I think is a great way to make it, make parents feel more comfortable in, in asking for time off or asking for support um, if they know it's kind of part of a um, a program, a formal program that your company has arranged. Um, and, and I think it's on managers to know that there's a lot of talk mm-hmm. lately too, about women experiencing miscarriage and, you know, what, what kind of leave are they entitled to? And I think it's on managers to know the answer to that. So they can bring that to their team in, in those really tough moments. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. That's true. I mean, I think COVID has really helped, us remember that at the end of the day, we are like, we are human. Like we experience so much in our lives. And I know that work takes up most of our waking hours, but there's so much going on. And I do really, to your point, Margo, I really hope that this, like, you know, if we ever go back to um, going into the office, which I mean, Victor and I've talked about, it's like, there's nothing wrong with a hybrid remote working only kind of situation, but it would be really interesting. And I will use my air quotes of normal, like when we (laughs) see what, you know, before COVID looked like, it'll be interesting to see that dynamic. And if there's that same empathy, sympathy, just awareness of like how we're doing on a day-to-day basis. And to your point, it's like, do as a manager or the leadership team, do you have resources available? So if you do get a hint of a worker, you know, not showing up as their best, like finding out a little bit more or hinting at certain things that they can take advantage of. So I really hope that this experience, especially within the last two years has shown like, yeah, guess what? I am a parent and daycares have been closed or there's restrictions about, you know, doing what I need to do that would look normal or that would give me the assistance that I need in order to show up like 100% ready to work. Um, And it's not such a stigma anymore. It's like, oh, you have to leave early to go to a doctor's appointment or a play date or whatever. It's like, who cares nowadays? Like, (laughs) the work is, your point, like the work is getting done. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. And as a leader, it's better to have, if you have a top performer, it's better to have them at 70% than not at all. And, and I think that's some, a mindset shift that uh, needs to happen too, is that we can't always be a hundred percent present, a hundred percent in it. But if you have someone who gets it, who kills it, who's there for everyone, you have to understand that sometimes they may not be able to, to deliver. And, and it's, it's kind of part of the package. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Margo, I really appreciate you joining us. I think this talk, like we could go on forever about this topic. I think there's so many things 
that are like, you know, well-known, but then I think there's just so many things that we don't. And I appreciate, you know, your honesty. I feel like you really keep it real in general, but just kind of sharing your experience. Um, you've shared so many tips throughout um, the episode, but is there anything else that you wanted to share for people that are, um, you know, either thinking about having kids or, you know, kind of on the fence, just, you know, just in general, is there anything else that you want to share about that? Yeah, I think aside from what I've said, I think relying on a support system is is so important. Sometimes that looks like a partner. Sometimes that looks like grandparents. Daycare, daycare is part of my village, and and that's okay, right? They're they're part of my support system, and and for me, it's having a supportive partner. You know, we always say our our marriage and our parenthood journey is not 50 50 it's a hundred a hundred we are there for each other every day and and that has been you know kind of my rock and then I think you know the last thing I'll just say is is to anyone stepping into a parenthood journey you can do it you will find strength that you never knew you had you will find love that you never knew you had and you can do it just make it to bedtime. That's what my friends and I always say. You just got to make it to bedtime. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I feel like that could be applied to anybody to just make it to bedtime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's true. I need to think about that myself. <laughs> love that. Uh, well, that wraps up our topic for this episode of the Business Pod- Podcast Canada. I do hope everyone enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As mentioned, we cover everything that's business related. So if you'd like to connect and cover a topic that might be um, conventional or unconventional, uh, send us an email, contact at businesspodcast.ca, or you can also message uh, both Victor and I through LinkedIn if you prefer. Victor, love that I get to ask you any closing thoughts. <laughs> I, I'm also loving it, uh, Robin. So yeah, I mean, I just thought this conversation was so great. And just like Robin said, uh, Marco, I also appreciate your candor and your honesty and speaking to us about your journey as a working mom, manager, MBA student, superstar, everything that you do. So thank you so much, Margo. And I think it's, you know, to your point, some people, you know, they have their marriage and they have their children and then their children do take kind of a first place. And then the marriage takes a backseat, but to your very valid point that that it doesn't have to be that way. You can do 100%. Both of them can be in first place. And I think that's a really great call out. And maybe next time that I see a dad working, I'll say working dad and see see what kind of reaction I get. And okay. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> I guess, and to end that too, like, does Steve ever get called or referred to as a working dad? Other than by yourself, maybe when you're, you know, teasing him? (laughs) (laughs) Never, never. (laughs) Right, Victor, I think you need to report back on that one then. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'll do the, I'll do the experiment, let you know the results. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you again, Margot, for your time. And that's it for us until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Podcast Canada. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please reach out to contact at businesspodcast.ca. You can also find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash business podcast Canada. Until next time.